This is the Shoot or Pass podcast, and on behalf of Baseline Times, I am one of your hosts, Chevy, here today. It is the Christmas week edition episode, and formerly the opening week of the NBA. We are back to bring you an exciting episode. As always, I am available at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Come mash it up with me, talk some shit. Whatever you want to talk about, uh, my power rankings are officially out. So I want to tease that the preseason power rankings are officially out. Uh, as always, if you're listening to this podcast, jump on to www.baselinetimes.com. Also on Instagram and Twitter at Baseline Times. You also can find my amazing power rankings and all of Baseline Times amazing NBA coverage. As always, I have my two wonderful co-hosts here. Robbie Gabe, Welcome. It's Christmas week. Are you guys excited? The season is uh, upon us. Yeah, I'm as happy as I'm going to be. You know, tis tis the season. What happened, Robbie? That hurt my throat. Tis the season. Ooh, wow. There we go. Let's let's get in, let's get in the mood, guys. Welcome. Hey, it's hey. it's a it's an official game week. Like the NBA starting up. Uh, <laughs> Christmas is here. I mean, we're getting six hundred dollars. You had a great life is great, you know. Shout out to everybody out there in India listening to us. You know, if you're listening on the Ghana Giles Savin app, or you know, Americans were we're progressing through this pandemic in this 2020. We got some good news this this week. It's well, 600 a, plus if you have a kid, so I'm just saying. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's what's up. So, Gabe, looks like you and I, you know, we're category there. That's yes, awesome. Sir. Well, you know, um. <laughs> That, I don't know if it's awesome. I don't know what six hundred dollars is gonna do for the people that need it the most. But no, exactly. Well, I agree. Yeah, obviously, I agree with that. I agree, hands down. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm thankful and grateful. Regardless, I'll say that. I will say that. Well, welcome. Speaking of 2020, guys, uh, this is our our last episode of 2020. We agreed that we would take the rest of the year off after this. And Bye. Anything you want to share? You know, just. Just give some thoughts about 2020. Like it's the craziest time of I've ever lived. I I was supposed to turn 30 and celebrate turning 30, but that didn't really happen. This I mean, because I wanted to. <laughs> 2020 sucked by starting off with Kobe Bryant's death, and it just went downhill from that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Really Straight hell, sure. pure really hell after that. So yeah, I, I can agree. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this year to be over. Uh, definitely a lot of ups and downs, but you know, it's, it's honestly, I look forward to the 30 for 30 that will inevitably come out in a few years about the year 2020 and how it impacted the sports world and all of us overall, because I feel like our lives are not going to go back to normal as we knew it back in 2019. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agreed. I agree with that. I mean, it's such a, you know, like Gabe, you mentioned, we, we started off with Kobe and the whole year after that, six weeks later, you know, I always tell the story of that's how I'll start off the story. Six weeks later, we're like canceling sports. Like <laughs> the hell it just happened Crazy. in 2020, man. But uh, it's mm-hmm. out the door. I mean, I'm one of those people, honestly, like I don't like the year is going to you know change. We're going to be tw- 21 and it's going to be like whatever for me personally. But I think finally this year, the toll of this year has so much of it's taken on just all of us and in sports and just our goals at baseline time. It's like, all right, cool. 21 here. Let's get it fresh. And you got a fresh NBA season. So we are here to give you the best entertainment, the best coverage, the best predictions, hopefully winning predictions. If you're a betting person out there, 
uh, speaking of Gabe, I wanted to bring up a little bit about um, how was your Sunday, man? I think mine was great. I actually had a great NFL Sunday. I think you did too, didn't you? You made some money. I didn't. I did actually. I oh, did make a little bit. But what I'm saying is that, you know, oh, as far as football is concerned, Florida's well represented for once. Look, we are well represented for once. Like for once, like you have two NFL football teams from Florida in the playoffs. Yeah. When was the last time it happened? We're gonna have to get some kind of like super like, you know, stat tracker person to pull this up here. But uh, it, it tweet us at baseline times if you can tell us last time two Florida NFL teams made the playoffs together. So right, that's pretty cool, right? It's a pretty nice accomplishment. I want to say, Florida. Like personally, I was happy that we knocked out New England. I mean, that was great. Even mm-hmm. though it's not as good as if Brady was on the team, that would be even better. But you know, I'll take a Bill Belichick playoff outer ouster. Um, by you know, I could sworn some people were like, you know, like a Patriots fan, but I don't know any. Yeah, I think we had one on the podcast, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't it again? Hmm. Twenty twenty is a wash, guys. Bill Belichick <laughs> punted. He punted. Who did? Cam <laughs> Newton is a flop. Garbage. Oh, Want to be Superman? Is a flopper, oh, and uh, he is not here, the quarterback. Frankly, I think we should have just tanked for Trevor. Mm. I don't know why we didn't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, in retrospect, yeah, absolutely. Hindsight's twenty twenty, Ravi. Wow, Speaking man, of which, absolutely. Jacksonville uh, Jaguars might get them since the Jets won. Wasn't Flo- Florida's winning, man? I mean, we're winning right now. Hey, <laughs> we're winning here. But no, it, it was great. It was good. I did win a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of money. Thank you, thank you to um. Well, I knew the Florida Gators weren't going to lose by no seventeen points plus, and then um. Oh, Shout out to the Browns for for handling business on the spread. I think that was a good bet this week. But um, yeah, that's it was a good week, guys. It was good. We we'll, we'll talk about basketball now. Um, here obviously we're a basketball podcast. Let's Wonderful, beautiful time of the year. Usually, uh, in a pandemic year, we're gonna try to make make the best of it here. But we do have a slate of NBA games. We'll preview each individual game very slightly. Give you guys our predictions for the Christmas Day games. Uh, we'll hit you guys with a round of shooter pass here coming up. Then we have an interesting segment called. Dribble, dunk, or flop. Very similar to Mary Fuck Kill, if everybody's ever heard of that in your life. <laughs> uh, we will actually run through a scenario where we will do our NBA awards based on dunk. Sorry, dribble, dunk, or flop. I got to get the order correct there, and I'll introduce that uh, towards the middle of the show here. Uh, but Robbie Gabe, uh, first and foremost here, where can the people find you guys at, just in case before we get started? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Twitter and the Gram. At Gabe XL across both platforms. You know what's funny? Audio Man actually approached me and he was like, I know you always say at Robin Hood with an H and a Y, but people are not going to know where to put the H and a Y. Figure it out, guys. <laughs> Figure it out. That is quite true, actually. You can just follow our shit all over social media. And once you go to our website, there's like a link you can just click on Meet the Cast. And if you see Robbie's wonderful picture, I mean, you know, just give us. Just do it the lazy way. Like, our shit's all out there, in my opinion. That's okay, Robbie. He, he has a good point, though. I mean, no, do we don't, don't defend <laughs> Audio Man right now. Audio Man. Audio Man. <laughs> That's a good good point. You good know what? Point. I'll just have him come here and take over, and he can share mm-hmm. all the basketball knowledge that he does not have. Nah, not for that like good. The next good. Hour. Nah. We, we prefer you. What? Yeah, what if we ever good, do like a swap episode? That's what I thought. 
if we do like a spouse swap episode, wouldn't that be like funny? Oh like, wait, here's God. our script. Go talk oh about talk about everything in our script, and then you have to like show, like Rob, you have to show him how like you put together the script, and then like <laughs> audio men will take over the pod and just go on rants about how upset he is with Auburn football. Oh, yeah. Auburn. So oh, if y'all are looking for an hour and a half of just someone complaining about Auburn football, down. Let's do the swap. Well, if he comes on and he talks about Chuma Okiki, if he likes Auburn basketball too, I'm down for that. I'll listen to that all day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's big on Isaac Okoro. He's very happy for him. He's always He always comes up to me. He's like, did you see what Isaac Okoro did? And I'm like, yeah, but he plays for the Cavaliers, honey. So, like, oh, yeah. For sure. Shout out to Audio Man. Where do we put the H and the Y? <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Shoot or pass. All right, let's go ahead and get into shoot or pass. As always, I will read a statement here. If we agree with the statement, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we will pass. First shooter pass here, the underdog most likely to pull off the upset out of this Christmas Day lineup is the Golden State Warriors. Robbie, shooter pass. Could you imagine signing a $228 million Supermax deal? Only to lose to the Warriors team with no Clay Thompson and potentially not even any Draymond Green on Christmas Day? Yeah, me neither. So I'm going to say pass. I really wanted to pick the Celtics to pull off the upset versus the Nets because my cold, dark soul really would have wanted to see Celtics fans react to Kyrie's return to the Garden. But, you know, obviously the Celtics are going to be without Kemba and... I know that we don't put too much stock into the preseason, but it is worth noting that the Celtics lost their preseason games, including one to the Nets, and Katie has been looking good. So that leaves me with the Nuggets pulling off the upset in Denver versus the Clippers, which, hmm. by the way, they're underdogs. Not like big underdogs, but they're still underdogs. I was going to say, that's interesting. Right, yeah. going to say. Gabe, how about you? Shooter pass on that one. Yeah, I'm a pass. Like I said, it will be entertaining to see a Curry-led team without Green going to Brooklyn and winning. But no, the Nets are, you know, they're a quietly deep team. They got Prince, LeVert, Allen, Jeff Green, even Tyler Johnson. I think he came back to the Nets for whatever reason, uh, coming off their bench. I mean, you got beyond the beyond Curry and the, and the Warriors, all you have is Wiggins and Oubre and uh, Draymond. But like you said, he's probably not playing this, uh, this game. You know, Wiseman, if he plays, he could help down the road, but, you know, he has to get up to speed first. You know, it should be a high-scoring affair. Teams get accustomed to their their roles and adjust to their new teammates. But, no, I, I say pass. They won't uh, upset the Nets. Yeah, I definitely got to echo you, Robbie, on this one. Hands down. Um, interesting. I was trying to look up who was the favorite, and it really is interesting. Denver is the favorite. So, oh, excuse me, uh, Denver's the underdog. So, with that being said, I think we're going to go quote-unquote upsets. Definitely Denver winning at home as the underdog uh, in this scenario. Uh, shoot or pass. Kyrie's sage-burning pregame routine will serve no purpose as the Nets will not beat the Celtics in Boston on Christmas Day. Uh, <laughs> shoot or pass. I mean, pass. I mean, who cares about a sage-burning routine? I mean, <laughs> let alone the league. You know, it's like, I don't know. Uh I just think, you know, they, they can't match up with Durant. You know, you can argue that the Celtics wins the revenge game against Kyrie Irving returning to Boston, you know. But other than that, I feel like it's it's useless. I, I, I don't see them. I don't see his routine really making any difference. You know, 
he'll be entertaining for many other reasons, but no, not for this one. So no. Right, no. right. How about you, Robbie? Shooter pass. You know, people people were giving him a lot of shit. I mean, I'm also gonna pass here. Well, mm-hmm. more more. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is smudging like Michael's secret stuff from Space Jam? I don't think so. And, you know, people seem to be up in arms about him doing this. And I'm normally not one to defend him, but I did a little bit of research and he is of Native American lineage. In fact, he like visited Standing Rock Reservation back in 2018 and was given the Lakota name of Little Mountain by the Standing Rock Shoe tribe. Um, I see why people are, are upset about it because... Obviously, the commodification of burning white sage is a real problem. I mean, you go into Urban Outfitters right now and you can buy these like smudge sticks. And, you know, like why is Urban Outfitters selling something that's like supposed to be a a prop that's used in like ceremonies and and it's used as medicine and stuff like that? I'm not as knowledgeable about this as I probably should be. But yeah, Kyrie isn't part of the problem. And you know, frankly, if I were him, I would just like use that media time that he dreads because he doesn't want to deal with the media at all to redirect the questions that are asked to him to educating and raising awareness about this stuff. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, there we go. That that's that's a hot, really good hot take, Robbie. Tweet him that, please. <laughs> I would I would love it. I would appreciate that a lot more than some of the things he said but you know what i think it's a learning experience for him and then uh i I love how accepting kevin durant it's almost like they're perfect for each other guys and it's kind of scary because what i want first and foremost what i will say is that uh i'll I'll pass on the notion of the nets not beating the the, uh, celtics by the way but i think it's so like interesting how kevin durant casually just said because they asked durant about uh, after the game i don't know if you guys caught the quote that durant was like um well, you know, he probably does that before he plays 2K in his bedroom. It's just, like, so casually, right? And it wasn't even, like, a joke or nothing. It was just like, yeah, that's Kyrie. That's what he does, you know? And just like us, like, we don't, we're don't, we not sitting here in a backstage production room, you know, getting makeup on, you know, cracking jokes with each other, seeing what our, our pre-show routines are, right? Like, shit like that is just, I don't know, man. If you, Gabe, I don't know if Gabe's like, hey, I got to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before we go on live. I'm like, all right, bro, you know? <laughs> I mean, let's say the cameras catch him doing it. I'm like, they call him a fat ass. It's like, well, that's gay. He's like, you know, jelly. What do you want me to do? You know, I I, it, I like how Kevin Durant casually accepted it. it was just normal for him. So kudos to those two guys for working it out. But uh, yeah, as you guys will figure out, I'm going Celtics on Christmas Day. Shooter pass. Like in past marquee games, Zion will have an underwhelming performance against the Miami Heat. Robbie, shooter pass. Did, did, can I be the new announcer? Sooner or later with that, guys. No. Mm. Work on that shit, bro. I, don't touch my son's sports, guys. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm actually going to uh. surprise you guys because I'm going to go pass here. Okay. And I'm not saying the Pelicans are going to beat the Heat at all. Mm, of course. Y'all not. have heard me loud and clear. Zion is getting posterized at least once on Christmas Day in Miami. But the guy just played 34 minutes a couple of nights ago. And that's important to mention because we all know his minutes restrictions were like, uh, it drove drove us all insane last season. You know, he would get hot and then he would get pulled out. Stan Van Gundy says he wants to get his guys clicking and in game day shape. Apparently Zion has excelled in all of his conditioning tests. And look, I said it on the last pod. 
Zion will make strides with Stan Van Gundy at the helm this season, and I believe he'll have a good game versus the Heat. I think this time he will step up under the spotlight and actually have a good game, but the Pelicans are still going to lose. All right. Spoken like a true Heat fan. Their game. Shoot or pass. Chelsea had lots of facts. Um, I'll say pass. Um, <laughs> last season, he had 17-6 and six with two blocks against the Heat. So it wasn't like it was a terrible game. Uh, that team just has a lot of ball handlers on the game, you know, that, you know, pretty much control the ball for a good portions of the game. Um, but like, like she said, I hope Stan sticks to that and let Zion just go instead of pulling him out every five minutes. Obviously, last year it was due to his health issues or whatever, his conditioning, so it was understandable. But, yeah, just let him play. Let him get a rhythm, you know. They're not going to beat the Heat, you know. I, I just feel like we're too much defensively for them. But, um, yeah, I, I'm eager to see him shoot and have a good time, you know. Let's, let's go. Pass. Yeah, hands out. I, I'm glad we all agree with that statement, and yet you guys can still take your hot take that he's going to win. But, uh, Robbie, it sounds like you've been reading my power rankings, by the way, because uh, that, that's something that, you know, obviously you notice about the uh, preseason games with Sion is that he's actually playing 30-plus games. I think it's about 32 minutes a game in a couple of games they play, which is nice. It's good to see. I agree with that, hands down. All right, shooter pass. The Mavericks-Lakers matchup will produce the highest-scoring game of this year's Christmas Day games. Shooter pass on that one, Gabe. Yeah, I'm going to say shoot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the average uh, over-under for the Lakers versus Mavericks last season was 222 points scored combined. So, yes, we can expect both teams to get uh, the 100-point uh, threshold. And the Mavericks, remember, they were the second-highest-scored team last year in the league, and the Lakers were 10th. So, um, yeah, I guess if, if KP is absent, that will pose a problem. But, yeah, this game should be plenty of fireworks. I mean, with Luka versus LeBron and all the shooters across both sides, yeah, it's going to go well over as the highest-scoring game on the slate that day. All right, right. How about you, Robbie? Shooter pass. I'm also going shoot here. Um, I will say that all according to Odd Sharks NBA historical Christmas Day over under records, the under mm. has hit sixty point two percent of the time in Christmas Day games. So I don't mm. know how high the score will be in this particular game, but if any one of these games is going to be the highest scoring one, it's got to be the one with Luka Doncic and two of the three players averaging the most points in Christmas Day games. Obviously, LeBron with an average of 25.2 points per game mm. in 14 mm-hmm. Christmas Day games. And mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, who has averaged 26.5 points per game in two Christmas Day games. Mm-hmm. Wow. But Gabe, how do you follow that up? Isn't that some beautiful homework? I mean, it's hard to. Wow. <laughs> beautiful homework. Well, in that note, I mean, you've spoken <laughs> for us. Uh, shoot, obviously. On that one. Good job, Robbie. Uh, last one here. Forget distractions. Kawhi Leonard will respond to the allegations surrounding his contract with the Clippers by leading the team to a victory in Denver against the Nuggets on Christmas Day. Shooter pass, Robbie. Kawhi told James Harden to hold his beer <laughs> or his cup of what, Hennessy, whatever the hell James Harden whatever drinks at the strip clubs. And the Los Angeles Clippers dumpster fire of a season has begun, as we Woo-hoo! predicted a couple mm. of seconds, uh, episodes ago. Yes. Can Kawhi block out the noise and have a good game? Sure. We know the man can be an automatic bucket when he wants to be. He's basically a fucking robot. But is he the guy to rally the troops to overcome all this negative headlines that are coming their way and lead this team to a victory. 
Nah, pass. Totally. Gabe shooter pass. Yeah, I totally agree. Pass. When does Kawhi ever respond to anything? This guy's a robot. So it's like, and furthermore, the lawsuit about his uh, uncle Robertson getting money, I guess, whatever with the contracts, what was going on. Um, just because it's a lawsuit doesn't mean it holds merit. It's just allegations. So it's obviously yeah, something yeah. the NBA has to I take agree. seriously because, you know, it's yeah. ring or whatever. But nah, man, Kawhi's a robot. Play on. It's not going to bother him yeah. a bit. You For know sure, what's yeah. funny? He did kind of respond to that because I just saw an article earlier today that he declined his player option. Oh, wow. So. Yep. yep, yep. And then he did He did respond also by saying he's not going to talk about leaving. He's not going to talk about staying. So pretty much he's, you know, in hey, my free agency or pending free agency is in the dark again. So uh, with that being said, <laughs> he's you, already. You can go on and on about the Clippers, right? But, uh, you know, here, here we are. But uh, with, that, with that being said, I, I actually going to say, I'm going to say, pass on the Clippers or Kawhi even leading them to a, a victory on Christmas day. Unfortunately, you know, I think Denver, obviously Denver looks good in the preseason. They still, you know, look like they were, they're there. They're, they're ready to play. So, you know, shout out to those guys. Glad to see guys like Gary Harris, Will Barton back in the lineup. MPJ, excuse me. We actually will talk about him here coming up, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for that game. That's it's actually a good, uh, you know, late game for us on the East coast. So, you know, Robbie, you get to watch that during a decent time of hour of the night. I'm going to have to, like, get up early to catch. Uh, oh, yeah. The games are going to start, what, at noon on the East Coast? So it'll be 10 in the morning here. Yeah, 10 o'clock. Yeah. That's fine. I ain't got nothing better to do than eat open presents and watch basketball anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you're you're old and you're up any early anyway. So you know. <laughs> I'm not old. Wow. Y'all are old. Calm oh. down. I'm not 30 yet. I haven't hit the 30-year mark yet. I still whoa, have time. Whoa, whoa, My hangovers are long as hell, but, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? It's all downhill from 25, guys. Remember that. It's all downhill from 25. You know what I'm thinking? Since you're over there in that time zone, if you know, football Sunday has got to be heaven because the games will start at 10, and they're over by, what, 4 or 5 o'clock? And you have the whole day ahead of you. Opposed to the East Coast, where the game started at one. No, no, because the Sunday night game starts at six thirty out here. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, but still, it's six thirty and it's eight thirty over here. So, but still, you know, you still have, you know, the night ahead of you to do whatever you want. Most of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. it, it is very yeah. nice. I, you know, it's it's cool. It is nice. You just have to get up a little earlier, but you know, like imagine the the games that start the the NFL games that are played in in London. That start Ooh. at like 9 a.m. on the East Coast. Yes. Yeah, cool. oh, you yeah, think yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. up at 7 on a Sunday to watch that <laughs> shit? No. Pass. Well, <laughs> I'm sure the Patriots won't be going to New England anytime soon. So they're, they're not going yeah. anywhere, Cheval. Thank you for the friendly <laughs> reminder. <laughs> you know, we just had. We just Stop. had. All right. We are going to go in and predict our. NBA awards for the 2020-2021 season here in a different style, a different fashion. And that fashion will be called dribble, dunk, or flop. Basically, you guys, if you've heard of the, I don't know who invented this crazy game, you weird Generation Z, X, whatever folks call Mary Fuck Kill. Basically, obviously, you pick some Such what, the three people. There's, there's a slate of three people. You, you pick. It's it's the thought. Okay, here's 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 how we're gonna do this. All right, all right. We're we're playing our own little version of Mary Fuck Kill, as you all know. Mary, which in this case will be Dunk, is the top choice. Fuck, in our case, will be Dribble, will be the runner up, and Kill 
will be flop in our case, and that's your odd man out, right? Uh, so, you know, in Gabe's case, it would be insta-thought number one, insta-thought number two, and insta-thought mm. number three. Mm. He would marry mm. insta-thought number three, fuck uh, insta-thought number two, uh, and kill uh, insta-thought number one. Mm. Word, word. Wow, that was beautiful. Okay, great. Perfect explanation. So, basically, we'll start reading off these finalists. So we picked three finalists for each category. Executive of the Year, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and finally, Regular Season MVP. So starting at the top here, Ravi Gabe, we'll start with the Executive of the Year. Finalists are Rob Palenka from the Los Angeles Lakers, Joe Horst from the Milwaukee Bucks, and Sean Marks of the Brooklyn Nets. Robbie, we'll let you go first here. Dribble, dunk, or flop, who you got? All right. So I'm going to start with my dribble. My dribble is going to be Joe Horse from the Bucks. I mean, he's definitely worthy. Mission accomplished. He brought in a guy who can help Giannis enough to keep him around for another five years and seal that decision prior to the season starting. Um, this is a team that has very high expectations. So as long as they meet them, Joe deserves that consideration. Um, my flop will be Sean Marks for the Brooklyn Nets, but only because he brought in Kyrie and Katie last season. So I feel like, you know, they I know they basically redshirted last season, but I don't know. It doesn't really count for me. Uh, and then obviously my dunk will go to Rob Palenka. Um, as we all know and have discussed a million times, he's made some masterful moves in the offseason by bringing in Dennis Schroeder, Trez, Wesley Matthews, Marc Gasol. He filled whatever voids were left behind by the team's departures in the offseason, and they, they are the team above everybody else now. The question is, if the Lakers fall short of anything other than an NBA title, does this hurt Palenka's chances of getting that award? I don't know. We'll see. No, there's no way, but um, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> Gabe, dribble, dunk, or flop, executive of the year, who you got? All right, so uh, dunk, I got Rob Palenka. She covered it well. They had lots of pieces to contend for a title for the next few year, years at least. Um, dribble, Sean Marks. I know she said pretty much Durant and Kyrie were red-shirted, but still, anytime you can add at least Kevin Durant to a team, uh, you deserve some credit. Flop, I'm going to say Joe Horse from the Bucks for letting the Bogdan deal fall through. Even though they still they will still be a contender in the East, I'm going to just have to give the uh, Joe Horse to the flop. And honestly, I didn't even know he was a coach. I didn't know who the coach was. I just knew it wasn't Budenholzer. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I actually oh, exactly, exactly, kind of want to swap mine now because I, I did see that um, the Bucks lost the draft pick because of the whole Bogdanovich thing. That's true. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, so in that case, by default, he's a flop. Yes, yes. So we'll we'll bring Sharp Marks <laughs> up to the dribble. Just disregard everything I said about him bringing Kyrie and Katie last season. Just oh man, that's <laughs> well. You know, I I gotta echo a lot what Gabe said there. I I personally felt like flop on the Bucks end of, of things. Obviously, the bigger picture, you know, out of these other two, the Lakers and Nets. To me, the Bucks. You give Giannis a super max deal, but I just don't feel like your team got that much better. Uh, besides, basically evading questions about Giannis leaving. That's a less of a pressure that you have now. Now the pressure is to win the championship. Obviously, I'll wrap a link at the very top. I'm going to go ahead and dunk that dunk on that one. 
uh sean marks is a runner-up you know just because obviously he's coming into the second year here where um he's kind of already signed katie and, and durant last year so uh that is for the executive of the year finalists let's move on to coach of the year finalists we have steve kerr of the golden state warriors frank vogel of the los angeles lakers eric spolstra of the miami heat gabe let you go first dribble dunk or flop Okay, so I'm going to do a substitution for Frank Vogel, get his ass out of there. We're going to dunk with Steve Nash because I'm high on the nets. I know I'm probably higher on the nets than both of you guys are, but I feel like mm. he's a real difference maker. So I'm going to put I thought dunk. you were part of the Nets dumpster fire party. No, What's going on yeah, here? They're dumpster fire for the entertainment reasons, but they're still a good team. That's the way I'm interpreting dumpster fire. You entertain me for all the wrong reasons. So that is why they're in the dumpster fire. I didn't say Traitor! no, no, they're, they're going to be a contender. <laughs> so, so Nash gets the dunk. Gabriel title. is a traitor. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> <laughs> real. All right. Next, we have Steve Kerr as the flop. Basically, the last of the three choices, uh, and Eric Spoelstra is the dribble. I expect improvement from last season. I expect the guys to be on the same page and just, you know, a better all overall, a better overall team this year after the success they had last year in the playoffs and in the finals. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I, I am looking at the list here too. Robbie, did you, do you agree with this? Like what, what's your uh, dribble dunk or flop? Do you, are you substituting anybody out or are these the finalists three? For I you? actually didn't sub anybody out. Um, mm, my dribble, okay. I actually had Steve Kerr as my dribble. Um, okay. obviously this rides on how well the Warriors do this season without clay. We don't know what's going on, you know, how long Dre is going to be out and, you know, if he's going to be at a hundred percent, um, the standards aren't, you know, the expectations are lower, but the standards for this team aren't, you know, they're expecting to exceed expectations and quiet everybody who is doubting them. Um, we know that Steve Kerr is going to tinker with game plans and rotations to find a team that can compete for a playoff spot, potentially. And, you know, if if they make it there and impress us along the way, he would be deserving of some consideration. Um, uh, Frank Vogel is a flop. I mean, he's got it ridiculously easy this year. Just take another fucking NBA championship and give the other coaches a chance to win something, okay? My dunk. I got to go with Coach Spo. I've said it before. I'll say it a million other times. Stop sleeping on Eric Spolstra. The man is a freaking mastermind. Thank you Facts. for coming to my TED Talk. Facts. Um, I'm going to go ahead here and say we will go. I, I personally feel like dunking on a guy, and I'm going to substitute out my dunk for Ray Carlisle. Um, I feel that like with Luca. And the success the Mavericks can have with that roster, especially without KP uh, early on here, is if they overachieve, it's got to be Rick Carlisle. I'm just going to stick to my pick on that. My uh, dribble, which is the, the runner-up, I'm going to roll with Eric Spolstra. And then, um, I'm sorry, with Steve Kerr. I would have to roll with Steve Kerr just because for obvious reasons, you guys covered very well. I'm really not sure. You know, but hopefully, here's the thing, guys. I think between Kerr and Rick Carlisle, you're going to have the one and two, in my opinion, what should be the one and two, hopefully, MVP candidates in Steph Curry and Luka Doncic. So just depending on, you know, part of that's coaching too, like the rotations, the lineups, and then you have a, a kind of a star player to carry you. Um, Rick Carlisle House coached the Detroit Pistons, excuse me, back in 2002, I believe. It was right before the championships. 
and uh, Corliss Williamson and Ben Ben Wallace won individual player awards. So hopefully they can they can kind of repeat the process. Unfortunately, in this situation, if I subbed out, uh, let's say, um, I actually wanted to sub out Frank Vogel because I just think he's kind of irrelevant to this award. And we list out Spolstra, Kerr, and a guy like um, Rick Carlisle. I might have to flop on Spolstra just because. Wow. Go ahead. I just the expectations for the Heat are already there. I mean, you know, I, I just I don't know if there's anything. He's coaching him so great already. I mean, like you said, Robbie, give the other guys a chance. You know, exactly. <laughs> give the other guys a chance. He hasn't won. Chance. <laughs> well, that's what I got for coach of the year. I'm with my boy Rick Carlisle, hands down. I'm with my boy Rick Carlisle, and until the wheels fall off, until something else happens. But for right now, December 2020, that's where we're at. Mm. All right, let's move to rookie of the year finalists. We have James Wiseman of the Golden State Warriors. Lamella Ball of the Charlotte Hornets and Ty Reese Haleburton of or Halliburton, excuse me, of the Sacramento Kings. Gabe, what you got for us here? All right. So I'm sorry, James Wiseman, you gotta get the flop. I just don't feel like he will be a contributor right away. He might very well be, but I think Chris will play the starting role. And then you got Looney and um I think uh forgot the other center they have on the roster. So he will get his, his, his fair share of time in a rotation, but he's going to be the flop in this group. Um, LaMelo Ball, um, let's go with Tyrese Halliburton next. He's the dribble. Now, he's behind Fox, but in the preseason, he's been pretty good in the preseason. So he has potential. Now, if Buddy Hill is somehow shipped out of Sacramento because he's made it known that he's not happy with Luke Walton, then I could see Tyrese Halliburton getting a bigger share of the role since Bogdan's already gone as well. And I'm going to dunk on uh, LaMelo Ball. Now, he is behind, um, uh, yeah, let's get the point guard's name. I'm drawing a blank here. Either way, he's coming off the bench. And um, I feel like he has the best chance to win rookie of the year. Um, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure Jordan likes him. The guy, he's a very, he's a good at assist. He can score, um, you know. And, um, you know, here's Jordan there to give him advice on how to play the game. So I feel like LaMelo Ball is going to be the dunk of the group. Mm, okay. Okay. How about you, Robbie? Rookie of the year. How you feeling? Well, I guess we're disagreeing up and down today with you two. That's just how it's <laughs> happening. Um, all right. I'll start with my dribble, Lamella Ball. Uh, he's, you know, as Gabe mentioned, expected. I'm sure he'll have a big role for this team despite coming off the bench. Um, though, you know, he did struggle a bit with his scoring throughout the preseason. Um, even then, you know, his impact will be felt and he's definitely going to be one of the top finalists. Um, my flop, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I will say the Kings got a steal when this guy slipped to 12 on the NBA draft. And I'm sure he will have a good rookie campaign. I'm just not sure if it'll be, you know, on the level of LaMelo's and James, especially with him playing on a team like the Kings, which ain't doing shit this year. They're one of our bottom feeders. So my dunk will be James Wiseman. Um, Look, Steve Kerr has come out and said it. Uh, he even said that there's a possibility that James could be starting for the opener tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, I think that James Wiseman is going to be the guy to make a huge impact for this team. And they're going to need him. And he's looked good in practice and in scrimmages. So I don't know if he's up to speed 
to like start during a game, but hey, Steve Kerr is giving him a vote of confidence. Steve Kerr's a liar. I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So dunk, dribble, or flop. I'm going to roll here. Definitely dunk with James Wiseman of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I, I'm a believer of the system. So I believe in Steve Kerr. I'm a believer in the system. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and dribble on LaMelo Ball. I think a decent, good runner up. He obviously is going to have the opportunity. And then flop with uh, Halle Burton. That's obviously the Kings. I. I don't know. De- you know, Aaron Fox is there. He's going to take up most of the, you know, shots and have the ball in his hand often. I don't know if that's going to help him become rookie of the year right now. Uh, so that is it for my rookie of the year finalist. Uh, moving on to most improved player finalists, we have Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets, Shai Gilgis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and DeAndre Ayton of the Phoenix Suns, uh, Robbie what you got for most improved player dribble dunk flop all right my dribble is sga um it's like chevy mentioned in his early awards predictions article on baselinetimes.com now uh sga is going to be taking the reins this season and while the thunder are bottom feeders like we mentioned before in our previous episode i think he can evolve into the team's number one option he's already the highest scoring player on the roster so Definitely going to be a guy uh, that uh, will be considered for this award. Uh, My flop, DeAndre Ayton, uh, but he will definitely be in the mix as well. Part of the intrigue around the Phoenix Suns lies in what the ceiling is for this guy. He was out 25 games last season due to suspension, but he looked good on the floor in the 38 games he played in. Now he has the opportunity to play a full season alongside that lethal backcourt duo that we've all been getting really hyped about. And so with that said, I am flopping on him, but he, he's going to be a contender for the award as well. And of course, my dunk is going to have to be Michael Porter Jr. He's going to be starting for the Nuggets this season and will basically be a shoe-in for the award if his stats resemble anything he did in, that, in the bubble. Um, I wonder what he's going to look like on the defensive side of the ball because homeboy was a liability on defense in the bubble. <laughs> well, this, this is probably the first time we agree on all three of them. I have the wow. same. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. I have Shea as the dribble because, like I said, he's taking the reins. And I'm pretty high on him in fantasy as well. He's going to have a ball in his hands. He's going to be the typical looter in a riot guy. He's going to get all the stats for a garbage team that's going nowhere. Um. And De- Deontay Aiden, you already mentioned him, flop. And Michael Porter Jr., I was hiring him last year, what he did in the postseason. And I feel like he has a lot to improve upon. And, um, you know, he's a very aggressive scorer. And like I said, his defense leaves most to be desired. But, yeah, he's on his way. So we have the same exact order. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, I mean, guys, I want to say about this category, and I think it's it's such a good category this year. This one and the next one we'll talk about, the Sixth Man of the Year Award. Like, there's actually some real quality guys and guys that are, at least in, like, Porter Jr. situation and DeAndre Ayton, they're in really good scenarios that they could flourish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to the selections here, for my dunk, um, I'm going to go SGA just because he has that opportunity. I've, I've noticed, like, last year, they the voters, the way they voted, they didn't, they looked past Luka and his incredible jump just because Luka is just one of his kind talent. And then they went to someone like Brandon Ingram. You know, B.I. didn't have the most amazing jump like Luka did, nor was he on a team that 
succeeded and made the playoffs. They, you know, obviously had their issues with, uh, you know, load management, whatever it was with Zion, blah, blah, blah. But they still rewarded him that. So I feel like a guy like Shai could win this on the Thunder being, I don't know, maybe, you know, 14th place at the, well, in the Western Conference. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm picking him at the bottom, but I, I would say the, the Thunder overachieved to a point, maybe they finish, I don't know, 12th, no less than that. It, he's got a good shot at winning it. Uh, I'm going to dribble with Michael Porter Jr. I, I wouldn't mind him winning, though, guys. Really, if he wins, you know, kudos to him. I really want to see him uh, flourish. I, I'm going to flop on Deon, Don, DeAndre Ayton, but again, like you mentioned, Ivy, like these guys all have like an opportunity and can obviously potentially contend like the Nuggets and the Suns. So, you know, hopefully they we can get see a very competitive, uh, most improved player because I feel like the last couple of years it's kind of been like that one or two guys that's, that stood out and. It's like, come on, where's all this young talent, you know, in all these drafts? So let, let's look forward to that. Uh, moving on to sixth man of the year, our finalist we chose was Karis LeVert of the Brooklyn Nets, Montrez Harrell of the Los Angeles Lakers, which is the defending sixth man of the year, and Danilo Gallinari from the Atlanta Hawks, newly added to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Gabe, what you got here? All right, Gallinari's going to be a flop off the top. I feel like he's going to be buried behind other great players. So... Yeah, he's gonna he's no chance. I mean, he he might do well, but I feel like there's other players in that roster that can overtake him for that award. Uh, the uh, dribble is going to Karis LeVert. Um, I feel like he could be a starter, obviously, but with Kevin Durant in town and Kyrie, they're gonna command the ball a lot. They're gonna be you know running the offense, so you know he has a good chance to run the second unit. You know the way he ran it the first unit last season when the, the guys weren't playing. And uh, the dunk is Montrezl Harrell for obvious reasons. He's been doing this for a long time. He's won the award. You know, he feels right at home with his new team of Lakers, and he's going to be the absolute best sixth player um, of the year on that squad. All right, yeah. I mean, that that's that's pretty nice. I, I, I can agree with that there. Uh, what about you, Robbie? All right, I'll start with my flop, which will also go to Danilo Gallinari. Um, it's like Gabe said, he's going to be kind of buried in that lineup. Um, I will say he's certainly going to be the richest sixth man because he was signed to a three-year, $61.5 million deal. So many contracts. Um, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't doubt he'll be productive for the Hawks, but yeah, he's going to get buried. Um, I'm actually going to do a little substitution here. I'm going to swap out Karis LeVert. Okay. Audible for Tyler Hero as my dribble. Oh. Yeah, is he going to be I a starter have... or a six man? I'm confused. I don't know what the rotate. I, don't I know think if he's, he's a coming off the bench. Based on what I've seen, he's coming off the bench. Okay. Let's look this I mean, up. I hope so. That's fine too. Okay. That's a good job. I mean, you you guys play two preseason games. It's, even if you started in one, I mean, does it, to me the preseason is such a wash. Like, exactly, it's hard. I, you know, I think we can assume that he'll come off the bench. I think it's good, though, if he comes off the bench and then, you know, like he finished games out in the playoffs last year for you guys mm-hmm. towards the end and was relevant. So that would be helpful. Yeah, it looks like Duncan is getting the start um, and Tyler Hero's in that second team. But we'll see. Maybe he ends up being the starter and doesn't end up qualifying for this. But at this time, he is my dribble. I am so excited to watch this guy build on what he achieved in the bubble. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if he ends up starting, if he continues to come off the bench. I think he is a really good candidate for this award. And then, of course, my dunk will go to Montrez Harrell, 
uh, this is the new Lou Williams. Just rename the award, the Montrez Harrell Award. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? This guy's going to be coming off the bench averaging 18.6 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game during the regular season. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, there's it's a shoe in Just give him the award now. All right. True. Yeah. I, I got to agree with that. That's very solid there. Um, I mean, I would stick with the list here. Uh, I would go ahead and uh, flop on Gallinari. Uh, I'll dribble. Uh, Karis LeVert is actually an interesting twist, too, because I feel like he can end up in that Tyler Hero situation where does he start, maybe? Um, you know, we obviously can't tell off of two preseason games. But if he comes off the bench, I mean, definitely Karis LeVert, for me, would be the person that I'm dribbling with. Uh, obviously, Duncan with Montres Harrell and uh, flopped on Danilo Gallinari, unfortunately, uh, for the sixth man of the year. And yeah, shout out to Trez, man. Secured the bag and hopefully can secure another award. And this time, he's on the right side with the winning team. Mark. Defensive player of the year. We have Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers, Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks, and. The Miami Heat spam out of bio. Robbie. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> bam. Out of bio. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> uh, who goes first? <laughs> Heat Nation. Are we flopping, dribbling with bam? We dunking with bam? Uh, How are you guys feeling? Robbie, we'll let you go first. <laughs> So I'll start with my flop. My flop is going to Giannis Atetokounmpo. And while he's worthy of the award, I just think it's time to see someone else win this award and the MVP award. But that's a little spoiler for y'all. Uh, Bam is going to be my dribble. Coach Spo's nickname for him is No Ceiling. And after that incredible block he got in the playoffs versus the Celtics, it's only logical that his next step is to contend for the Defensive Player of the Year award, and I think he has a great shot at it. But there is one man who could have won it last season, and I think it's his time to win the award this season, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is my dunk. Nice. Very nice. How about you, Gabe? I'm sorry. It pains me to say this. But you know what? We're not going to use the word flop in this category. Instead, I'm going to use the word flip. So, Bam out of bio will be the flip. Only because the other two guys are slightly better defensively than he is. That's no, that's no slight to Bam. The guy is a stud. I know it. So, I'm going to say flip. Flip with Bam out of bio. So, my dribble is going to be Giannis as well. And like Robbie mentioned, you know, it's like LeBron James winning the MVP award. You get tired of seeing the same guy winning it. So you got to just, oh, okay, let's redistribute it to someone else. So Giannis is going to be the dribble. And Mr. AD, provided he's healthy for a good portion of the season, will be the dunk. All right. That's pretty solid. Pretty solid, Gabe. Um, yeah, unfortunately, on this, I, I'm, I'm going to flop. I'm going to retain the same word okay. from originally here and put in the flop for Adebayo. Wow. But I mean, great defensive player regardless. Uh, I'll dribble with Giannis and I will dunk with Anthony Davis. Uh, you're right, Robbie. I think it's time to turn the tides here a little bit and then 
let's, you know, let's see Anthony Davis in a full season healthy and, you know, obviously a better team around him as well. So we'll see how he does operate. Um, to me, I feel like Giannis and Anthony Davis are two skilled players. And again, this is a great category. Like these three guys are solid. Like this is a very good category to have. And these top three here, uh, we haven't even talked or mentioned about a guy who's won this a couple of times already. And, or, you know, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> you know, we haven't even mentioned him yet. I mean, obviously speaking of him and his max contract deal there, um, you know, shout out to him for obviously secure the bag. I, you know, I'm not going to hit on that, but you know, it, I think it's such a, a nice thing to see these three guys. And I mean, I don't know, Bam can make a case too ahead of Giannis. So that, that's always possible. Um, but to, yeah, not to mention two time defensive player of the year and his contract extension. Um, you know, shout out to, to Gobert, I guess. <laughs> All right. We're down to the final prediction here of the regular season. That is the MVP most valuable player. Our finalist listed here will be Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks and Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Robbie, we'll let you go first here. You Dunk sure dribble. you want me to go first? Because I, I might, I might be doing a little substitution here that may not make you happy. Uh oh. Oh damn! Well, I mean, oh, my I know, me, I know, Gabe and myself picked obviously the same person. So oh, of course, someone agrees. Hands with down. Me. All right, let me start with my flop. Again, I'm flopping on Giannis. Um, I get it. He'll probably ball the fuck out, especially with that big old financial incentive he has now. Can he compete with the likes of Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, and Larry Bird to win that third consecutive MVP award? Maybe, but I think that my... the. The next guy I'm going to call as my dunk is it, it's his time. Luca. L- Luca's my dunk. He averaged 29 and 9 last season and will have to carry a bit of a heavier load at least with KP out until I don't know they're saying January um and even then as we've mentioned before we don't know what he's going to look like or how durable he's going to be. Um so this is this is a year for him to finally you know, fully break out and be that MVP award winner. Um, So that leaves me with uh, Anthony Davis, who I will be swapping out for a guy on a team that I'm riding pretty high on this season, the Portland Trailblazers. My dribble is Damian Lillard. I know you guys are going to, you guys are going to disagree with me. You guys are going to call me out on this. But I'm riding high on the on the Blazers primarily because of this guy. He was the king of the seeding games, and I think he's going to spread his seed outside of the bubble this season. So mm. he can definitely be one of those finalists for the MVP mm. award. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, bad I think he's top five. Yeah, I think if you have to think about top five, you know, you look at Steph, Luca, Giannis, and you have to mention Dame Lillard in that conversation, like hands down. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. It's okay. That's dope. Not bad. How about you, Gabe? That's great. Okay, so MVPs. <laughs> We're going to go Giannis with the dribble because, you know, he's already had it before. We get tired of seeing the same old crap over and over. 
Anthony Davis, lop your way out of here, please. We don't care about the Lakers. Luca, the damn god, would be the duck. It's his time. This will be his league soon. He's just getting started, guys. Okay? Max. Y'all hear me, right? He's just getting yeah, started. Yeah, loud and clear, man. League MVP. MVP. Luca the God is a slam damn dunk. <laughs> I gotta agree. <laughs> Interestingly enough, right, we talked about the first two, Anthony Davis and Giannis. Like, those guys, I feel like I've been talking about them for like the last like 50 minutes that we've been on this podcast. Right? But anyways, <laughs> um, dunk on Luca and dribble with uh sorry anthony davis I'll, I'll flop on giannis but, you know again i think it's just the, the changing of the tide here the way that obviously i think giannis has a great season regardless they're, they're all they're, to me i would love to see him have great seasons stay healthy health is the first and most you know important thing to me for both those guys and all of these guys honestly but giannis and luca are probably gonna have the biggest responsibilities out of you know out of these three here with anthony davis and then you mentioned damn Lillard too robbie so i think like I think Steph Curry deserves a little bit of a conversation. We will probably see him enter in the conversation, um, but obviously we didn't forget about him. To me, I, I would have rolled with Luca being my main one, and then you have Steph Curry in the second, you know, in the place not too distant, and then you start to see Giannis. I, I even think Dame might even could, could overtake Giannis, or you know, maybe Anthony Davis, just depending on the way that the Lakers play too. I, I mean, it all depends, guys. I think defensively, Anthony Davis and Giannis mean more to their teams than overall. Obviously, when you play next to LeBron James, a little bit different. And Giannis has, hopefully this year, a little bit more. And Drew Holiday and uh, his other squad mates there. Um, beyond that, any final thoughts about the predictions, awards? Anything you guys regret talking about here in the awards? No okay. regrets. Excellent. All right, let's wrap the show up here. Uh, we've given the people what they want, hopefully. And uh, we'll run down these Christmas Day games. So Friday the 25th here, as mentioned earlier, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the early game, which you guys obviously may need to go ahead and tune into because it is featuring the New Orleans Pelicans visiting the Miami Heat. Uh, Robbie, who do you got in this game? It's Miami Heat. We can't be beat. It's Miami Heat. Well, um, how do you follow that up, Gabe? Sing it with me, Gabe. Can you feel the heat down in my soul? That's the first part. Can you, can you feel the heat down in my soul? I feel the heat down in my soul. Can you see the heat? We're in control. And that's it. Can you feel it? I feel it. I think you just like butchered the lyrics. <laughs> that, unfortunately, I have to agree with you guys on that notion, though. I'll go Miami on this one. I will. But you know what? I want a big game for Zion, and I would love to see Stan Van Gutty again. So I definitely will. I will tune into this game, guys. I will. I will. For a variety of reasons, Sion, the Miami Heat, Spolstra, Stan Van Gundy, and, you know, Stan returns to some old stomping grounds down there in Miami, so it is a road game for the Pelicans, so that's going to be interesting. His first stop as a head coach again in the NBA. Uh, on ABC, we will have a 2.30 Eastern uh, Standard Time start time. It will be the Warriors visiting the Milwaukee Bucks here. Uh, you know, we alluded to this a little bit at the top of the show. 
How do you feel about this one, Gabe? Oh, the Bucks. Uh, easy. Yeah, Bucks. No doubt. No analysis needed. The Bucks. <laughs> no analysis needed. The Robbie, Bucks. do you have some sort of insight for the people? I mean, we already talked about this before. Yeah, Plays out. We don't know if Dre's going to be playing or not. So, yeah, I got to give it to the Bucks. Might be at the Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. Uh, 5 p.m. is the ABC second ABC game of the night. Um, we have the Brooklyn Nets visiting the Boston Celtics again. About you know the way I feel about this one, we kind of already got a little preview of it. <laughs> I think Brooklyn takes this one. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those games where you kind of peace out from you know if you're visiting family. That's kind of like my like escape game right there because that would go from five to about seven thirty eight o'clock Eastern time before the real game starts. So. I got to go, Brooklyn. PK all the way here. You guys feel the same? Bucks, Warriors, yeah. Nets, Celtics, nap time games, guys. If you guys are looking to take a nap, you're, you're entering point. that, that point wow. where you're, you're hitting that food coma. There you go. That stretch right there. Boom. And then you rally for the night for the night games. You rally, You wake up, and you know what? For most of us who work like a 9 to 5 and don't have to work on Saturdays, mm. it's a weekend, so you can stay up and prepare yourself for the 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start of Dallas Mavericks visiting the Los Angeles Lakers. Ooh, yes. You guys know what time it is. You're 18. The road to number five. It begins. This is Luca's first Christmas gay day, uh, day game. That's awesome. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's awesome for Luca, man. He's finally. Show. He's going to show out. He's going to show out. Finally. No, it's going to be a great game, man. It's going to be a great game. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset either way. Honestly, these are all entertainment purposes. The NBA know what they're doing. Whoever wins, may the best team win. Just give us a really good game, man. Give us something good down the stretch there uh, before we have to watch uh, Sad Kawhi and Way Off P in the next game. Um, speaking of there, we obviously talked about taking the Denver Nuggets, even if they're underdogs coming into this game at home. The 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game closes out the last Christmas Day game with those two guys. Anybody taking the Clippers? Not me. Mm -mm. <laughs> never all the way. No, we are not. I think yeah, I'm rolling all, all favorites. Everybody that's favored, I'm rolling. Well, no, the Nuggets are underdogs. That's right. Underdog so everybody underdog. that's favored except the Nuggets. Those are the only underdogs that I'm that I'm rooting for. And they have all the guys back. Oh yeah, it's gonna be Denver all the way. Yeah, hands down, I agree with that. Well, uh, that 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 does wrap up our show here, and we have completed. Our last show of 2020. Uh, we want to thank all of you guys. Me personally, thanking everybody who's actually listened to five minutes, a segment of this, um, retweeted something for the podcast, Baseline Times. Um, shout out to you, Gabe, Robbie. It's been a pleasure. 2020 has been great um, to this process, this program, this platform at Baseline Times in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, it's been an amazing journey so far. That's how we will close out 2020 to go into a high note of 2021. Um, so we appreciate all the listeners here throughout the episodes and it's such a different, interesting year. We had to cover an NBA bubble, like in, you know, my backyard. So I think it was pretty fun. It was interesting. Uh, we survived and now we're sort of leaning back towards some normalcy with teams in arenas and traveling and whatnot. Um, with you guys, any, any last minute thoughts, any shout outs you guys have last minute thoughts? I hope it lasts. <laughs> I hope we make it through the the 72 games. Yeah. Yeah, facts. I agree with that. 
you know, facts, um, we'll see. I, and again, I think the NBA will find a way. We talked about that, you know, a couple episodes ago, but the NBA will find a way. We'll be good. We'll be good. What about you, Gabe? I know you, you got a shout out. Um, I don't have any shout outs tonight, unfortunately. Um, I do. I do. We can just completely uh, ignore Gabe and I can talk about my shout out. <laughs> go, yeah, go for it, Rob. Go for it. You prepared. I got to shout out somebody that I shouted out a couple of episodes ago. This man is putting that max extension to good use again. Bam. Ba-bam. Out of bio. Oh, I mean, no. this time, he's paying for a family's entire year of rent. A single mother uh-huh. uh, who has uh, two sets of twins is was on the verge of eviction a week before Christmas. And uh, he pledged to pay their entire year of rent and he also pledged to help them with the maintenance of the house i mean what a guy yeah 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 for sure i I saw that that's awesome that is a really really nice gesture um it's it's really good to see this during a time like this you have guys taking their financial blessings and and giving back to communities like that and somebody just so you know just it's a real close personal touch man yeah i love that bam you know what i have something okay it's not a shout out. Something. It's more of a call out. It's like a, a loser call out to these damn lawmakers and their fucking games when people are starving and need money to pay their rent and they need food on the table. They're playing fucking games in Congress, the Senate, this damn stimulus check that people could have had maybe weeks ago. You know, it's it's not a game. Months ago. Yeah, yeah. months ago. People, it's they money that stuff. we should have been getting a month. We pay so exactly. much money in taxes, and all they're doing is bailing out corporations, corporations again and again. People don't need it. Like, stop playing people fucking games with it. it. Real life. Don't fuck the businesses. People who are working hard for those businesses need the money more. So it's a call out for like the people in charge. They're fucking idiots. My grandparents in Canada were getting two grand a month from the government. That's crazy. How is it that the richest country in the world can't do that for its people? I don't understand. I love that. I love that, Gabe. You redeem yourself. Yes. You redeem yourself. I promise we're not going to go political in 2021, so it's not a prequel to (laughs) our, you know, vibe next year. But um, We're going to spit facts. I didn't mention names. I just said the people in charge. The dumb No, I mean, no. Well, I'm obviously you still stuck on political. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i agree though i agree I'll, I'll let it be said i'll agree it is what it is but uh no let's you know obviously for our purpose here you know we're glad to see guys like bam step in and, and do things like that um i think i think the world can use a little bit more of that overall and uh shout out to anybody who's been able to do that you know uh, and had the blessing to do that this year and just give back i think that's just the biggest thing humanity let's just save humanity for once and um, I'm glad we can bond and just connect on sports here and do that through sports. Um, but uh, yeah, it has been a long ride here. Definitely, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Baseline Times. D- visit us on the web, www.baselinetimes.com. And please follow me at Baseline Chevy. My weekly power rankings will be out every Monday. The first of power rankings are out for preseason only. Just a little tease to give you guys what's to come there. Robbie Gabe, we're... Can the people find you guys at into the new year? I also have articles on BaselineTimes.com. You can follow me at Robin Hood with an H and a Y. Figure out where the H and Y go. But that's my name on the gram and on Twitter. Bro, she came in aggressive. Um, I'm Gabe Excel across all platforms. Gabe, you have articles too, don't you? 
Yeah, I do he the does. Fade, He's a fantasy fades. guru. Uh, for the NBA for the NBA season, I'll be doing some daily fantasy picks for when the NBA schedules four or more games on that day. So, boom, that is what's up, guys. Appreciate you guys a lot. If you guys are listening to this still, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, more India listeners. Shout out to you for joining us. If you are listening for the first time, hit that subscribe button. We're on the Ghana. We're on the Gio Seven app. And uh, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. We will overcome 2020. Things will get better. And what do you have to say to that, Gabe? Word.